Today, Ash, Brock, and Misty are taking a short break from their Pokemon adventures. As always, Ash is determined to become a Pokemon master, and as always, he's ready to endure any hardship, bear any burden with strength, stamina, and a will of steel. Hungry. Need food. Japanese, a podcast where two clones fight it out, but then soon realize that despite their differences, they can still coexist. And talk about anime! Anime's fun. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. My name is Andy, and I'm Red! Those voices, they're outside, where I must be. I'm Ray, and I'm Blue. Haha, <laughs> and welcome to Tuning Japanese, where we are going to be reviewing not Pokemon Generations. No. But Pokemon, the first movie. Yeah. Also known as... Mewtwo Strikes Back. That's so terrible. Like, yeah. that says, like, is that the worst subtitle? I think that's got to be the worst subtitle. Well, I mean, if you had to steal something from another movie, why not Star Wars? Well, they do it a couple of times, but we'll get there. Hey, uh, before we jump into this movie review, which, hey, we this is our first movie review together. It is. It's our first time podcasting together in a little while. It's been a little while since we wrapped up Pokemon Generations. It has been. And uh, this is our second attempt at trying to watch this movie and put this together. But, hey, the more viewings, the more in-depth we can get with our analysis. There were a few things that I did pick up uh, the second time around, actually. Actually, this is the third time, third or fourth time that I've seen it. Technically, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is probably the third or fourth time for myself as well. You mean third or fourth thousandth time? Not that many times, although I must be emotional today because there were a few moments when watching this where I got a little teary-eyed. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, Before we jump into our movie review and talk a little bit about the background, um, I just want to... I got a really important question to ask you. Um, we have a bat dog, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, he walked by and just like flailed his ears. No, no, really important question. What's your question? Pikachu or Eevee? Uh, <laughs> we've already discussed this. We have. And the reason why we discussed <laughs> it is Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu has been revealed and will be coming out in November. A sort of... A new entry to the series, but also a callback and redo of Pokemon Yellow and a way to tide people over until the 8th generation comes out next year on the Switch. That was a lot that you just said. I did. I threw a lot of information out there. So Pokemon Yellow, the original game from the Game Boy, is being redone with modern graphics and some changes and some integration of some Pokemon Go-esque stuff. And uh, yeah, there's going to be one version starring uh, Pikachu and one version starring Eevee. And I think we had this discussion. Um, we did have that discussion already, and I thought you were going to say you wanted Eevee, but I was really surprised when you said that you actually wanted the Pikachu version. I don't know why, um, but I could go with either, honestly, really. It's just, I don't know. I I think maybe I feel guilty 
because when I played Pokemon Yellow way back in like high school or whenever it came out, I immediately put Pikachu in the in the <laughs> in the Pokemon PC because he really annoyed me and I felt bad because I never used him when I played Pokemon Yellow. So I, I kind of want to make it right. And just so you know, for the record, I was shaking my head at him. So, <laughs> so I mean, if you want to play as as, as uh, either of the two, I don't care. But we'll be definitely getting one version each like we always do. Well, let's get out of our comfort zone. So why don't you get the Pikachu version and I'll get the Eevee version. Sounds fair. You know, there's a lot of really cool information out there. There have been several trailers. If you want more information, go check it out. But I cannot wait to play that game come November. It's going to be interesting, especially because you can actually play two-player on one version of the game, right? Yeah, you can do a co-op. It looks like it's going to make the game really easy. Can but... you do co-op between two different games? Or No. no? You can do the drop-in multiplayer, but you also can do the trading and battling just like in the other versions. That's cool. Uh, using more than one system and more than one game. So That is good. <clears throat> They're getting the Pokemon Go tie-in. Um, I think that's really good to get that cra- cross to get that cross-platforming mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. It's going to be smart. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people who play Pokemon Go or did play Pokemon Go that might want to pick up a Switch now, and it, it, hopefully it'll sell some Nintendo Switches for, for the company. So, yeah, that's coming out in November. We'll have more information on that uh, closer to the actual date. You mean not everyone owns a Switch? No, not yet. And if you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice by not owning a Switch. The Switch is amazing, and you should go get it. You should play games like Mario Odyssey and Octopath Traveler and Pokemon. So, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Abs- I, which is pretty much the only game that you've played on uh, there. I've got about 150 hours in that. Yeah, tonight. you know, <laughs> just a couple. Just a couple hours. Yeah, two hours. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so today... For the record, we do not work for Nintendo, by the way. I have been accused of that. I honestly have been accused really? of working for Nintendo. Could be worse. It's I mean it could be a lot worse, but today we are here not to talk about Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. We're here to talk about Pokemon, the first movie. Yes. And uh I want to give you just a, a few little bits and pieces about the background of this movie. I don't have a lot that I researched, but it's just a couple of things that are notable. The movie when it when it released in America was released on November tenth of nineteen ninety nine, so I would have been Oh, gosh. A junior, I think. Yeah, I would have been around there. A junior in high school. And I remember going to watch this movie. I went, actually, out to the theater. And part of the reason that I wanted to go, not only to see the movie, was... Did you hear this? Those are Pokemon cards. Uh, So, they... (laughs) That was not fapping. Um, No, they... (laughs) uh, Okay, stop that. So, no, they released Pokemon cards, and I was definitely playing the Pokemon card game at the time, and there were four Pokemon cards that you could get, and they, they, gave, they gave you one at random. Uh, there was Electabuzz, there was Pikachu, Mewtwo, and Dragonite, and I got the Mewtwo and the Electabuzz. I don't know how I got the Mewtwo, and I'm beginning to wonder if it was the one from the movie, because the one Electabuzz that I have has a gold sort of like lettering on it that says Kids WB Presents Pokemon the First Movie. So did you only get one card from it? Or did they hand out both because... I don't remember. Um, But they they both say promo, which means that either I got both at the movie or I I might have gotten the Mewtwo later, Hmm. maybe when it came out on VHS or something. I don't know. I never got the Pikachu, never got the Dragonite. Sad, sad. But I, I do have these two. 
And on top of that, this movie actually had an intro movie that was not on the DVD that we purchased. The intro movie was called Pikachu's Vacation. They played this at the theater before the movie started. Uh, essentially, the, the quick version of it is the Ash's Pokemon, uh, Ash and his Pokemon go to a Pokemon theme park where they get bullied around by a Raichu, a Meryl, a Cubone, and a Snubble. And it's kind of adorable um, and funny, but uh, just kind of like a short little thing. Kind of like how Pixar sometimes will do little animated shorts before their movies. Oh, yeah. Remember when, remember when we saw the re-release of Sailor Moon R in the yes, theaters? and they had that little uh, coffee, was it the cafe? Yeah, they were at the yeah. cafe mm-hmm. talking about, essentially telling the people watching the movie who the Sailor Scouts oh, are, <laughs> but doing it in a really humorous way. So yeah, that that was that. And uh, one last thing that I want to mention about the movie is that the soundtrack is the re- bomb. really 90s. <laughs> really 90s. Um, but we'll talk more about that probably later. It does have a, a new version of the uh, original Pokemon theme, kind of redone a little bit. Pretty awesome. We'll hear it at, near the beginning of the movie. That's about all I had as far as background information. Anything in particular that you want to add before we jump into the review? Um, I didn't uh, go out to watch the movie when it first started came out yeah i was gonna ask you that 1999 so um i think that was a little before i even got into pokemon Mm -hmm. um just because i was busy with high school and work being an adult i (laughs) was an adult just not that good of an adult back then (laughs) so i think the first time i've actually watched the full thing was at wasabi anime at gen con oh my gosh yes when when they did their little screening I think we've, we talked in a, an episode before about Wasabi Anime and seeing this or other movies. They're a group that essentially get a group of con goers together and they essentially serve drinks and drunkenly make fun of the movie that we are all watching. And it was Pokemon, the first movie, the last uh, last year. Last po- or last oh, Gen that was con last year, yeah. Yeah, so pretty exciting stuff. Pretty cool. I think I have seen bits and pieces of the movie before, but I can't ever recall that I ever watched it all the way through, so... Let's just get into the review, shall we? Sure. So we begin with water and bubbles and an ominous voice talking about the miracle and mystery of life. Who am I? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently Pokemon and humans have looked for the meaning of life, and uh, Mew flies by, suddenly. And uh, this is the story of the most powerful Pokemon of all. And what's with the creepy ass whispering in the background? It's like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like <sighs> who am I? <laughs> Where so, am I? So weird. When am I? <laughs> how am I? Yeah, no one ever asks how how am I. No one no one ever asks Mewtwo that. Um, <laughs> we cut to a research lab where Mewtwo opens an eye, and he can talk. He's a talking Pokemon, just like Meowth. Yeah. Except he can talk psychically. There's only a few that actually talk actual words, except for the others that just say their names over and over again. Annoying. Pretty much. Meowth is one of the only exceptions to that, and I think that, honestly, if you watch the actual anime, Meowth can only speak just as a convenience so that we can see what the other Pokemon are actually saying when they're just saying their names. Makes sense. And there's a moment of that, actually, in here, where Meowth actually translates Mew and what he's doing. So, yeah, he can talk, though. He can talk psychically. I mean, if you think about it, there's also tons of talking cat cartoons. Garfield, Heathcliff. Oh, that's a good point. So, you know, maybe they're pulling in a little... Homage to Western, Mm -hmm. yeah, like Western animation. That's I didn't even think about that. That's actually probably true. In all honesty, but also you definitely need like that extra personality in with the Team Rocket gang. So yeah, it's the 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 third uh, of that group. That don't worry, we will get Team Rocket in this as well. 
there are shadowy faces staring at Mewtwo as he questions everything that came before and whether it's a dream and who am I and all of that. He says, where am I? This, this is not the same. Was everything before just a dream? Why? Nice. And, and I, lo- I love that you have the direct <laughs> quote there. Uh, apparently its mind is racing while the scientists start freaking out about Shit, we don't want... Well, he didn't say shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> that, would be, that would be swearing Spike from the from we did the uh, Transformers the movie review. Um, no, it was... It, they, they didn't slip in any uh, R-rated uh, language here. They freak out about not losing this one, too. Which, that's sad. Like, how many like times have they created these crazy abominations of Mewtwo's? I know, and what did the other ones look like? Uh, did a, they talk? That's a good question. <laughs> they do mention, however, if you did, I don't know if you caught it, but during their back and forth banter, they mention Giovanni. Uh, so a little bit of foreshadowing to a few moments later. Maybe they have like a, a secondhand Mewtwo clone store that they sell the. <gasps> oh the... no! Oh no! It's like. It's we, like behind the scenes. It's like weird stem cell underground. Pokemon research or something. Oh. It's fucking twisted. Mewtwo abortion clinic. Oh no! <laughs> that should have been the subtitle of this, of this movie. Okay. Um. So the doctors let him know uh, that he has psychic powers. Way to go! Just telling him, like, guess what? Uh. Guess what? You could destroy anything you want because you have psychic powers. Uh, so go ahead and use them. <gasps> oh my god! He's a fucking Jedi. That's why it strikes back. Oh, no. It totally... What else is... That's the tie-in. God damn it. You're right. That's... That's our first reference. How did we not get that before? I don't know. This movie (laughs) pulls from so many other things. You're going to see this and then one other very prominent... Like, this this is like a version of Star Wars meets Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. We also learn that he was created from the DNA of a Pokemon named Mew... And Mewtwo laments that he's just a copy, a shadow of Mew. Mew was the adorable little cat thing that we yeah, saw at the beginning of the, of the movie. He's so cute. He is really adorable. Mewtwo can't handle being an experiment, and I really can't blame him. They basically tell him that he's going to be tested for the rest of his life, so I feel bad, really, in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, it happens to monkeys, dogs, mice, so this, in the real world, so... So this is ma- this is a harsh criticism of animal testing. Yeah, and I think we've had we've had these little tidbits before in our previous ones where it's always like we are always treading that line of hey, are we treating these Pokemon cruelly or yeah, yeah. We never saw the Pokemon episode where they were like putting like makeup and testing out makeup with the Pokemon. I would though. totally watch that though. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Why? I mean, it'd be really funny to watch them <laughs> until like until like they get like third degree burns from like oh, the chemicals God. and shit. <laughs> Meowth is like ah. <laughs> Preparation H for Pokemon. Oh, oh no! Uh, hey, did you notice that Mewtwo has ball hands? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, they kind of look like feelers, you know, like alien feelers, like I testicle guess. feelers. But I didn't really go the whole scrotum route or testicle route. <laughs> oh, he's got like three balls on each hand. It's maybe he's very virile. Do you think that since he's this weird genetic clone, that his balls are in his hands like that? That's where he reproduces. I'm blinking right now. Yeah, I don't know if you could hear the blinks. So anyway, <laughs> Mewtwo fucks shit up with his psychic powers. Fuck yeah, he does. And is pretty much a badass the whole time. Uh, even a million mechanical hands can't hold him. 
The doctor that is essentially looks like Getty Lee uh, says that they dreamed of creating the strongest Pokemon and they succeeded. And Mewtwo flies by night of the fuck away from him. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even get the Getty Lee. Oh, he's that, totally no, Getty Lee. No, no, no. I was just going to say when I was watching it. But now that you say that, I I pictured the doctor's face. I'm like, oh my God, it is Getty it's Lee. It's totally Getty Lee. <laughs> Getty Lee doctor dies. Giovanni flies over the wreckage. I his... mean, the roof is like on fire right now. It it's, really, it's, it's not it's going t- well. Yeah. It's I not. Mean, they don't need any water, even though they're surrounded by it. Right. Exactly. He's got his Persian in his lap. Uh, one way to tell us it is Giovanni, as well as the fact that there's a giant R on the, on the helicopter. Uh, Mewtwo monologues a while about being stronger than Mew. Giovanni lands. I like the use of manipulation here, uh, since, you know, he was the one that funded this whole experiment. Like, he makes me wonder, did he want this to happen from the beginning? He Does he want Mewtwo to realize what's going on, to rebel against them, and then him swoop it and say, hey, let me help you? You know what my note says? It says Giovanni had this shit planned already. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I, he does, <laughs> he right? He totally did, because he, he just blat- or nonchalantly just goes down there and, and basically tells Mewtwo everything, mm-hmm. what he thought was you know going to happen. Yeah, so. I mean, not until later he does he finally say, mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, I set this up. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're my bitch. Yep. But, like, it was just the cues that he knew mm-hmm. what how Mewtwo would act. Right. And Giovanni doesn't care if his facility gets blown up. He's got mega bucks. He mm-hmm. can just build a new one, which is what happens. Here's a quote that I thought was kind of interesting. This is a quote by Giovanni, by the way. Uh, he says, A wildfire destroys everything in its path. That's exactly what will happen until I show you how to use your powers. So part of that manipulation right there mm-hmm. on uh, on Mewtwo. Mewtwo get, then gets fucking power armor, which is fucking badass. Yeah. So cool. He should just play Fallout. He should. He, no. That would be... <laughs> War never changes. <laughs> War never changes. <laughs> he thinks it's suppressing his power, but Giovanni says, no, no, no. Don't worry. It's helping to control your power so I don't go out of... Like, out of whack. Yeah, he basically says it's it's uh, focusing his power. Yeah, more. channeling. And maybe that's more of a manipulation again. Yeah, I think so, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We get a series of Pokemon one-sided battles. He he takes on and destroys an Onix, a horde of Tauros. This tells us what Giovanni's purpose for oh, yeah. Mewtwo was. Was to use him to capture tons of other Pokemon. Yes, because when he, just, when he basically takes out this horde of Tauros, the Team Rocket members start throwing Pokeballs and capturing those, those Pokemon. Mm-hmm. He takes on an Alakazam, he beats a Magneton, he beats a Nido King and an Arcanine together, which, I swear to God, that's Gary Oak that he brought in as a trainer. Yeah, which I is, think you're right. Which I is mean, really cool. I didn't catch that at first, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool that they threw that little glimpse of him in here. But that makes you wonder, why is Gary Oak there... With Team Rocket. Probably, well, you see other trainers there, too. I think Mm. what it probably is is kind of like what we see later where Mewtwo invites powerful trainers in. Giovanni knows people who are powerful to essentially test out Mewtwo's power. Like, here's this arrogant asshole, Gary Oak, bring him in and have his ass kicked. And then, you know, these other powerful trainers. Uh, So we get... Which actually strengthens the bond of uh, Mewtwo Mm -hmm. later on, thinking that he's a master. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that does set that up. That's mm-hmm. interesting. We get more of good old sad goth too. I'm sorry, Mewtwo. Uh, he's lamenting about having no purpose. And it's at this point that Giovanni gets bold, basically saying, yeah, you're going to fight for me. I, I own you now. Uh, that doesn't go over well. Uh, Mewtwo and Giovanni talk about slavery, equality, 
pretty deep shit for a kid's show. And uh, <laughs> Mewtwo escapes once more, blowing up the facility as he heads out, um, shedding his armor piece by piece as he flies off into the sky. You know, as calculated as Giovanni is, he kind of knew what Mewtwo would have did prior, but why didn't he, like, anticipate that? Or maybe he Ego. thought... Ego. I think it's... Oh, an, okay. He's, he's okay. always... That's one of his big things, is ego gets in the way. He doesn't think that anyone is to his level. So he basically thought, oh, I've got Mewtwo under my thumb right now. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Mewtwo returns to that depiction of Mew, like the, the picture, the image, uh, and once more questions his existence. You basically know, from, Frankenstein's monster. From... Uh... And also a little bit of what I get is, you know, when you're, I mean, Mewtwo was just born. Yeah. You know, and as a a very young youth, you're, oh, I don't know. I just feel like you have that unbridled rage that, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're so fresh and you're kicks, crying, screaming like a baby, you mm-hmm. know, into the world. And it kind of reminds me of that, is that that's kind of what yeah. he's doing. No, absolutely. And, Despite how powerful and, and smart he is. He still is unaccustomed to how to actually go about existence. It's kind of a cool way of looking at it. This like, idea of like connecting to childhood. Um, soon we'll begin the reign of Mewtwo. Title card! Mewtwo strikes back. He strikes back. I smell a lawsuit. <laughs> Star Wars AF. Yeah. Uh, we cut then to Ash, Brock, and Misty, and the voiceover guy from the Pokemon cartoon! Yay. I love the voiceover guy! He's the greatest. Like, literally? No, he's so good. He literally loves him. I do. I do. I love him long time. So, <laughs> Brock is making food while Pikachu runs around with Togepi. Well, it's not just food. It's Brock's lazy boy no-chew stew. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> and he doesn't go, like, through the ingredients or anything, but I've made a list of ingredients for this. Did, no did you really? Stew. I did. What's in it? I think it's made out of Poke Chow. <laughs> plus water, plus some diced berries. That that checks out. I mean, if you're not going to chew it, those little pokey chew things probably dissolve pretty easily in water. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that's gross. Like the puffs or whatever? Yeah, the little oh pokey god. puffs. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want a stew where I don't have to... Well, I mean, I do want to... I don't... Okay, technically... You would probably try it. I would. Bite. Well, I am the one who did do an episode of Soupcast once with Bill. True. I do love soup. I'm a fan of soup. So Ash is challenged by a dude that looks like a weird mix between Team Magma and Team Aqua. It's weird. He's got the colors of Magma, but he's got, like, the pirate thing going on. And I wonder, was this, like... Because I know Togepi's here, and you've got a couple of Pokemon that appear in those games. No, that wouldn't even have been those games, because the next ones yeah, would have been... Prior, uh, right? That would have been Gold... No, or uh, Gold and Silver would have been next. Um, so I wonder... You know, are these like archetypes and things that like they work into the later games? Because it's it's just interesting, like how similar that is. Yeah, it was really um, interesting because it was almost uh, the same exact symbol on the team Aqua. Yeah, bandanas that, that they he was wear. wearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe when they created Team Aqua, that's kind of where they drew. Some they went of back those. to the movie and yeah. thought they saw yeah. that design. Uh, we get a Pokemon battle with the Pokemon theme remixed. It's so cool. It was very odd to have it, like, just thrown in right there, though. But, I mean, where else are you going to do it? Yeah, I mean, you got to have it in an exciting point, you know, a Pokemon battle. You know, starting us off with that makes sense. We got a Bulbasaur versus a Don fan. Gen 2, baby. Getting all these more Gen 2 references going on here. Apparently, Ash is being monitored 
watching the fight. The Bulbasaur wins somehow, and then we get a Machamp versus Squirtle, which seems like the most one-sided fight of all time. Yeah, that totally was. But all it took was Bubble Beam. Yeah, it was just Bubble Spray, you know. Sailor Mercury. Sailor Mercury. <laughs> it is the most deadly attack yeah. in all of Sailor Moon. Uh, or that was a really weak-ass Machamp, because it just, like, knocked out completely. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Bubbles? Uh. <laughs> so terrible. My one weakness. Oh, no, Bubbles. I don't like bathing. Um, <laughs> so the dude then cheats, throwing out a Venom off a Golem and a Pinsir all at the same time, which the Pikachu takes down with one Thunderbolt. Yeah, I mean... A, a Golem. Yeah, a golem with a thunderbolt. I know. But it's a rock type. I mean, this guy is just, he's all sorts of crazy. So maybe he just didn't train them and he just captured them and just started. Maybe. Oh, I want to fight Ash right now. That could be. Uh, I love how his response is, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) He says it just like that. It's the greatest. Oh, my God. Oh, that might be our intro clip. Uh, That's so good. It was followed up with. That sure was a shocking ending, which I think came from Brock. Yeah, there was a ton of puns after that. This, okay, well, Pokemon, the original series, was full of puns anyway. This movie is puntastic. There are amazing puns left and right, and I tried to write some of them down, especially Meowth. Meowth was, like, big time into the puns. We cut away to Team Rocket, because, you know, this is the the animated show. Jesse and James have to be there. We don't get their intro, though. We don't. We don't even get it later on. No. They try it, and they Mm -hmm. they get cut off. They're up to their old tricks. They want to get Pikachu, but they're also hungry and would settle for Brock's food. Jesse offers to cook, but Meow says the last time that she did, he lost eight of his nine lives. Sounds like my cooking. Mm, Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing why I'm still alive. Well, you have nine lives, obviously. I must have. I've only cooked like eight times, so... Oh, shit, I'm done. One more time time. is done. So we do get an elaborate food-eating scene for some reason, and uh, we cut back to the people monitoring where a woman asks her master if Ash and his friends should get an invitation. He says yes by waving his hand, and we get a Dragonite mailman. Yes, we do. And I have to mention, um, Mewtwo's lair is fucking dope as hell. Oh, it dope. It coo. It good. <laughs> but the Dragonite is fucking adorable because it has a little satchel. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's full of letters. And it just flies away. It's really fast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amazon should uh, employ Pokemon in the future. Oh, that'd be so badass! Except they'd probably send, like, Zubats. And I'd be like, oh, fucking Zubats. I'd take a Zubat. That you speaks hate. volume about you. You hate Zubats, don't you? They're in the caves all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, they and are. You, you they can, drop down on you're you like, You're just like, I just want to catch... <laughs> A Geodude. Is that so hard? Nope. Another Zubat. So, he delivers a letter, and he opens the letter, and there's a hologram. And the hologram says, you're my only hope, Ash Ketchum. Wait, no? It's, no? Doesn't say that? No, it's Nurse Joy of Alderaan. <laughs> it is Nurse Joy of Alderaan. Uh, and, yeah, uh, she's all dressed all weird, and basically invites them to their, her master's island. Uh, which gets Brock to say, she's really small. But really pretty. Fucking Brock. I mean, how can he see her? I mean, he's always got his eyes closed. That's, so. a, that's a really good question. Yeah. So apparently he needs to go to an island for a challenge. And do you think that Ash is up for a challenge? 
I think so, because he checked the box yes on the card. <laughs> he did. He did check the box. And the dragon eye goes flying off. Circle yes or no. <laughs> do, do, do you like me? Do you me? like me? Yes or no? Uh, it flies off and is stopped by Team Rocket. And Team Rocket's like, hey, what's go- on that inv- invitation? And they see where they're being invited to. And we cut to Mewtwo, who's swirling them clouds with his finger balls. Taking a lesson from Queen Beryl, I see. Just swirling that energy in her yeah. ball. <laughs> I mean, you have to do something while you're brooding. I guess. Right? That, that makes sense. Uh, we get a scene with underwater Mew floating in a bubble. So adorable! He looks... Uh, oh, he almost... The coloration looks like a shiny Mew, actually. Because it's that light blue. Oh, you're right. Yeah, but aw, oh, damn, it's not. Oh, it's a regular one. Just a regular, rare old Mew. <laughs> Apparently Mewtwo can sense Mew. It causes a massive storm to erupt. Well, I don't know. I think Mew wakes up because Mewtwo is stirring the storm up and messing hmm. with the natural order. That could be. Yeah. Like, abusing his power. Mew is a weird Pokemon because it's hard to tell, like, does he really understand what's actually going on? Or does it not understand? Because it's just so innocent. Mm-hmm. It just kind of flies around, goes Mew, and then like... It's like a caveman Pokemon. It's... Yeah, I guess. the original, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's like and there's like weird cave paintings or carvings of him. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Ash rushes to a Pokemon Center filled with other trainers and Pokemon. They're all going to go to this island, which is called New Island, I believe. And uh, unfortunately, the ferry is closed. And thankfully, though, we get the coolest character from this entire movie... I don't think we get her name, but this Russian prophet. <laughs> I fucking love her. She is the best. She just comes out and is all like, the winds of the water are... are, are. She's like the Mama Murphy of <laughs> Pokemon first she movie. <laughs> oh my god. Red dudes. Um, yeah. no. Do you have any Mentats? <laughs> Mama Murphy could tell you all about Pokemon, but I gotta be high as shit. So, <laughs> this Russian lady comes over and she's all just like, Yes, the water is crazy. And if you pay close attention, which I didn't notice until you pointed it out, she gives us the plot of the entire movie to come. She does. It's that foreshadowing. But She, uh, she talks about a storm and only the strong being able to get through it. But then... Like, she talked about like a, a just a legend or lore yeah. about uh, tears of Pokemon. Yeah, that the tears of Pokemon will cleanse the world or, or something. Uh, it says uh, water of... Po- Pokemon Tears Restores Life, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Which, shocker, spoiler, that's what's going to happen. At the end. Yeah, we're going to get there eventually. Um, but no, she's the best. I just wonder where she came from, but she is the best. Yeah, she she's pretty bitchin'. She is so cool. And don't they mention something about a missing Nurse Joy? Oh, yes! Uh, they do mention that a, a Nurse Joy is missing. And they say, if you see this... Missing girl. Uh, which one? There's like a million Nurse Joys. Well, Brock knows the difference. Um, although he does go to the picture of her and says, she looks familiar, which I think is funny because I think it is a, a joke about how the Nurse Joys and the Officer the Jennies exactly are all the same. Maybe they have just different smells. They're all clones. That's oh, creepy. Oh my god. Oh maybe my, oh maybe no. Mew clo- No. Maybe Mew cloned all the Nurse Joys. That's just... I can't handle that. That's him testing his genetic... I mean... Abilities? He, spoiler, I mean, he kidnaps her. That's true, he does. So maybe he cloned all the nurse That's toys. That's fucking weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Brock does say she looks familiar. Um, the Russian lady says, 
<laughs> as basically, essentially, when they're told you can't go, trainers start going anyway. Yeah. And nurse officer and they... officer Jenny's like, stop it! Like, you, I will arrest you. And they just like keep going. And the Russian lady says, and I quote, "Some trainers have no fear. They follow their hearts. That's what sets them apart and makes them Pokemon masters." And Soviet Russia, Pokemon train you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, Ash can't go until because his Pokemon aren't strong enough to take him across well that's because he never evolves them that's true what the hell he loves them if I got an Oshawott I, I would can't never spell... I would never evolve that I don't blame you there I guess you can't spell evolve without love oh my god that was oh that's so cute I love that you're welcome. Oh. But don't worry. Because the most logical thing happens. Vikings show up to, to take them across the raging sea. <laughs> Swedish Vikings. Yeah, yeah, we are Vikings, yeah. So, of course, it's Team Rocket. And they have Meowth as the masthead of it. Do you think Meowth is mimicking some, like, goddess from viking lore probably i'm sure there's probably some image or something Mm -hmm. that like that he's trying to like freya or something something like that yeah i'm not quite sure what they put on the maiden oh i i I don't know but um so they start going across the water in this ship um a lot of good quotes in this during this scene they go stroke 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 (laughs) as every time that they uh that they're you know rowing and they get to a point where they go stroke stroke i think i'm gonna have one (laughs) Which is, it's good. That's golden. Do you know what happens when Swedish Viking cast a line? No. They catch Swedish fish. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Did you come up with that yourself? I did. God damn it. Brock says, I didn't know that Vikings still existed. And Ash, in the most ridiculous, out of character line in the entire thing, considering this doesn't actually take place in our world, goes on to say, they mostly live in Minnesota. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall there. Yeah, which you didn't get that joke at first. No, but, I didn't. But I about died. So good. I see what you did there. I see what you did there, Pokemon. A big wave crashes into them. They survive. And that's when they finally realize when the Viking costumes get swept away. It's actually Team Rocket. You're Team Rocket! Duh. Duh. Fucking I mean, duh. how many times have they done this, really? Yeah. Uh, Team Rocket start to do their motto, which is the best. But then they don't have time. Prepare for trouble. Oh, you broke my heart! (laughs) Make it double. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. They don't actually do it. they, they, They think they are. They think they are. That's all that matters. So, anywho, that gets broken up by another wave. And thank goodness Misty is a water Pokemon trainer because that saves her and Brock's life because Brock was ready to drown. Like, what was he going to do? Come on, uh, Vulpix, so you'll die in this water. Or, <laughs> hey, come on, rock Pokemon to help me sink to the bottom. <laughs> so thank God for Misty uh, and helping out there. Good looking uh, out. Yeah. Ash rides his Squirtle, which sounds gross when I say that out loud, uh, above the surface of the water, and they clutch desperately to one another through the storm. So, I do have to say, this water scene takes really fucking long. It really does. It's just like a lot of repeated, here come some waves, here they are swimming. I guess it's supposed to be building tension. Yeah, it's building tension and drama. 
later on they say there's a reason for it, but I think that's just a way to prove that reason. I think it's a way to yeah. save on animation. Like <laughs> or that, yeah. I mean, why not just use a bunch of blue? But there are a couple interesting ones where they're like flying through the air yeah! and then crashing into the next wave, which I thought was pretty cool uh, when they did that. So yeah, no, there are a few good moments. Uh, they do make it into the clearing. There's an ominous island off in the distance, and uh, Mew dances ever closer off in the distance. On New Island, they're met by Nurse Joy with a creepy-ass lantern, and they show their invitation, and Brock recognizes her. Hey, you're Nurse Joy! Sure is. She says that she's always lived here on this scary-ass island, (laughs) and uh, leads them onward. Uh, She's totally brainwashed, isn't she? She is. And um, you know what? I really felt that maybe Mewtwo is a master, because he can actually catch humans. They've totally changed the dynamic. They have. And he didn't even need a Pokeball to do it. People have become the new Pokemon. Dun, dun, dun! So, oh yeah, Team Rocket's there as well. They survived. They were like riding on uh, coughings. Yeah, yeah. Co- the wheezing. The, the wheezing. wheezing pops up. Which makes sense. It's full of gas. Like, it probably would float oh, yeah. pretty well, honestly. Except it wouldn't be able to breathe underwater. No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Pokemon. Maybe it doesn't need to breathe. <laughs> Maybe. So, Mew is riding a windmill for no reason? I think that goes towards his, like, his or her curious nature. Yeah. Like a cat, you know, because Mew. Yeah, obviously. It's like I mean, a very cat like mixture, of course. I think it just goes for that. It's curiosity. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's it's a we- it's just a random scene, though. Mm-hmm. It just feels a little, a slight bit out of place. They are led deep into the castle and to a door, and beyond it are other trainers from before uh, in the Pokemon Center, but only three of them made it through. Uh, there is a dude that kind of looks like Gary Oak, but it's totally not, with a Pidgeot. Uh, there's a lady with a Wigglytuff and a Tank Top Bro dude with a Gyarados, uh, as well as a bunch of other Pokemon. Uh, Team Rocket get locked out, and they have to find another way in, so they are going to go creeping through the sewer. Yeah, I mean... I'm pretty sure they've done worse. Yeah. Uh, during this this uh, moment, Jesse actually almost sees Mew a couple of times, uh, but misses out. Uh, back inside, everyone introduces themselves and their teams. So uh, here comes Mewtwo. Joy plays up that he's the greatest Pokemon trainer ever, and he flies down in a pillar of light out of the ceiling. Yeah, stairs are so last year. Yeah, who needs stairs? Stairs are overrated. <laughs> I mean, he created all those the little stairs, the... The weird, like... The swirly stairs. Like the, the, the weird... Yeah. The, the, the corkscrew sca- stairs. Yeah, the staircase. We cut back to Team Rocket, and they are walking through the sewers. Mew flies around behind them, plays tricks on Meowth, being all cute and curious again. Back to Mewtwo, he uh, is introduced formally. And I love how Mewtwo uses his psychic powers to talk through Nurse Joy. Like, that's a cool touch. Yeah, that was. I thought that was, that was different. Dude Bro says that a Pokemon can't be a trainer. And Mewtwo uses his ball fingers to psychically chuck the dude in the water. Um, we then get a battle between Mewtwo, Mewtwo and the dude's Gyarados, who throws a fucking hyper beam, and it does nothing. It hits the wall that Mewtwo put up. Yeah, and then gets sent back at him, which is crazy. Uh, Mewtwo releases Joy from the spell, essentially like, yeah, I don't need you anymore. You're done. And Brock, of course, is the one that catches her. Of course. Because, you know, he, he got he to get his Mac on. That goes on for a little bit. Then we cut back again to Team Rocket. They manage to make it inside of this weird, creepy-ass mansion. And they find a research facility with weird conveyor belts and glowing containment pods with powerful Pokemon, including a Charizard, a Blastoise, and a Venusaur. Jesse sits on a giant button 
Because, you know, might as well just sit on this button, uh, which makes the screen come to life. And it basically states that this is the Pokemon replication system. And then it snags Meowth. Meowth gets pulled into the machine. Team Rocket tries to grab a hold of him, uh, but the machine just takes a couple of hairs and starts to essentially analyze Meowth's DNA. We get what I think is the best inside joke, yes. like Pokemon-related joke of this entire thing. It's pretty awesome. Where Team Rocket looks on a screen, and it, it basically has a silhouette of Meowth, and they both go, Who's, Who's that, that Pokemon? Pokemon? <laughs> Such a good moment. It makes a clone of Meowth. Which is crazy. Which Meowth is very upset. Oh, yeah. About that, too. Yeah, he's like, uh, no, you didn't. And then the monitor changes, and we see a recording of Getty Lee talking about <laughs> how <laughs> Mew and Mewtwo were created. Well, Mewtwo specifically was created from Mew. We also learn for sure now that Giovanni called for these experiments. Just like I mentioned earlier, there's a reference, a direct reference, where I think, can't remember if it was Meowth that said... Sounds like a real Pokenstein. There's Frankenstein. There's your reference. There's your yeah. Frankenstein reference. Uh, they wonder who rebuilt the lab. I was wondering that too. I mean, with how creepy it is, I would have to say it's Mewtwo. It's got to be Mewtwo, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess they haven't seen Mewtwo though. To be fair, yeah. True. So they have, they have no idea what's they going would, on. They wouldn't have any idea. Yeah, they wouldn't know. Speaking of Mewtwo, we go back to him. Uh, he plans to destroy the world to get rid of. Humans and Pokemon, I guess. And their slave Pokemon. Which is ironic. Mm -hmm. Which is, again, I think something we've seen in other Pokemon storytelling. Anyone who is subservient to humans, but he's enslaving Pokemon as well. Mm -hmm. So, it seems weird that as a genetic like creation that he would create more genetic creations when like he feels so lost and alone. Well, I mean, I can see a little bit into his reality. Maybe he feels like he doesn't belong to this world, and the only way to to make it his own is to create more like <gasps> him. Frankenstein, when he asks for the creation of the woman monster, yes. yep, that's exactly the same thing. I never thought of that. He says that Pokemon serving humans makes those Pokemon weak, but Pikachu then tells Mewtwo that he's Ash's friend. Of course, we find out this because of Meow. Uh, no, not even because of Meowth, right? Because Meowth isn't there at the time. How do we find this out? No, I think because Mewtwo says, like, what? Like, he translates. He's like, oh, what do yeah, you mean yeah. that Pokemon and humans are friends or your friends? Um, but Mewtwo's not impressed by the whole thing. He says, humans and Pokemon can never be friends. Never. Ever. So the guy that's kind of Gary Light uh, says that, hey, you're a Pokemon, which means I can catch you. And he sends his Rhyhorn in. And the Rhyhorn gets bitched. Ash shows his big ass balls by challenging Mewtwo to a match. <laughs> I thought you were like being really serious. There. No, like yeah, yeah. Ash just, just drops his in, pants. Yeah. Here's he's balls. like, Here's they're my... bigger than your ball hands. Oh no! Hey, back to Team Rocket. The genetically created Pokemon wake up and are kind of shit out of the pods. Yeah, they really are. It's really disturbing. Yep. I don't like it. Yeah, it's very. It's very audible. Oh, it's so happens. gross. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you're reminding me of the noise. <laughs> uh, so they meander off randomly, ignoring Team Rocket, and head on to take on Ash. I mean, it's obvi- I mean, it's obvious uh, Mewtwo used PK Hex, you know, getting perfect <laughs> IVs. 
for all his clone army. That's a deep cut right there. Yeah. That's a really good one. Uh, yeah, no, I, I kind of thought the same thing, that he's illegally cloning Pokemon yeah. <laughs> uh, for his game to have level 100s. Uh, so... <laughs> Fully evolved. Exactly. They have these weird markings on them, I guess just to distinguish between them and the the other Pokemon, which is weird because when the Pokemon are, are cloned later, the other ones, they don't have the weird marks. Yeah, a few of them didn't have it, so I was kind of confused with that as well. Well, here's my thought, and it's the lazy answer. I think by the end of the creation of this movie, they were just running out of either budget or time, so they're like, fuck it, we'll just take the, the images we already have made. Let's not add more lines to them. Or they're just like, oh, no one's going to notice it because there's so much going on. Yeah. They're all fighting each other. There's colors. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, we'll get to that fight. That fight's pretty pretty lame. Uh, Mew flies by at this point. And Mewtwo has, uh, you know, made these powerful genetic copies. Um, The room turns into a stadium, which I think is a cool effect. And, of course, each trainer has one of the three starters fully evolved as well. Ash brings out his Charizard, who immediately tries to just burn up Mewtwo, which I thought was pretty cool. And it leads to your favorite line, I think, of the whole thing. Oh, yeah, the, your Charizard is poorly trained. <laughs> and, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Charizard, obviously, is way out of control. It is. Always has been in the series. Um, so we get a Pokemon battle. Uh, the Gary dude's Venusaur takes on Mewtwo's Venusaur. Uh, one Vine Whip later, and Mewtwo wins that that round. I think the Venusaur's name was like Groot Root or Brute Root or something like that, Some, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. The lady's Blastoise, a.k.a. Shellshocker, takes on Mewtwo's Blastoise. I do like how they're getting they're given nicknames here. Oh, yeah, it makes it more personal. It's know, a part of the video says. game that the comic, or not the comic, that the cartoon never did. Like, Ash never was smart enough to be like, let's give you individuality. It's, but, instead, I'm just going to be like, your name is Butterfree. <laughs> <laughs> You're Pikachu. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, so that that happens Maybe again. He's just really lazy at naming his Pokemon. He he probably he just left. Have him. you seen Ash? He has no creativity. No, no not at all. No. Uh, Blastoise Shellshocker that is uses Hydro Pump, and that doesn't work. He nope, gets he gets he gets beat. Uh, then Ash takes on Mewtwo's Charizard. This battle takes a little bit longer. Ash says, use your speed over your power. But the other Charizard's much faster. They fly around, blasting each other, hitting each other. And then Mewtwo's Charizard basically goes all Finn Balor and uh, uses the double stomp to like drive him into the ground from way up in the air. I was going to say he used fly because, you know. That too. You know, that's usually what happens when you use the move fly. You fly up in the air and then they okay, come ne- fair, crashing down. Fair. I just wanted to use a WWE okay. reference. Uh, <laughs> apparently winning means that Mewtwo gets to take their Pokemon, which was not established before this Pokemon duel happened. Winning, duh. I, I guess. <laughs> um, but I will tell you, I want one of those cool black Pokeballs with yeah. eyes on them. And we try to come up with a name. I just called them Thief Balls because it can steal Pokemon from any trainer, so. It is you know. pretty badass. And Mewtwo's like, all your Pokemans are belong to me. It, pretty much. Wouldn't it be cool to play... A Pokemon game where you play Team Rocket instead like of a that. trainer. And yeah. like an item, instead of getting a Master Ball, you get a Thief Ball. You get one of them the whole game. And you can go and you can steal one person's Pokemon. So like you have to decide, like, do I really want this person's like level 70, like Alakazam? Like, or something like that. That'd be so neat. I would totally play that game. Just one Thief Ball? Well, maybe I think not. you should have multiple. Yeah, maybe you have multiple. So... 
Pokeballs go flying everywhere, stealing everyone's Pokemon one by one. And uh, once they steal them, they go underground. They go through this, like, tunnel underground. Uh, Ash tries... He doesn't smart. He tries to put his Pokemon back in their Pokeballs, and maybe then they can't be captured. Which actually is a smart thought. Yeah, very smart. But that doesn't work. No, but it doesn't work. They no. just steal the Pokeball to you. <laughs> which is just really sad. Uh, of course, Pikachu is the last to go. And despite his best efforts to shock the balls and Ash helping him, uh, he's eventually caught. Uh, Ash grabs hold of the Pokeball, loses it, and then runs down after it into the tunnel underground. A lot of action right there. There was. We cut back to Team Rocket. They are freaking out because all of the stolen Pokemon are flying by on this conveyor belt. And they're trying to identify the Pokemon on the <laughs> screen, which I noticed this time around, they made mistakes. Yeah, they totally did. There was a Scyther. And like they called... Um, Alakazam. Yeah, Alakazam. Nope. Wrong. And uh, there was a moment where Meowth is like, that's a Sand Shrew, but it's a Sand Slash. Yeah. <laughs> Amateur rookie mistakes. They Team didn't Rocket. know their Pokemon. They didn't. Ash says, as he goes running by, I don't have time for your dumb motto today! <laughs> Which is, again, another another moment they're denied. Another dig in. Yep. Uh, Ash gets uh, mechanically hentacled, and... Uh, 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 say what? It turns into one of those animes. I didn't... Or did we watch the same movie? There were, like, all kinds of, like, crazy tentacle arms all over him. I'm pretty sure a couple went up his butt. Probably, I guess. I, I, I didn't see that, but... But but it's okay. He bites them <laughs> and rips them. There. Probably not the safest way to go about that. No, I mean, electric... Current? Current. I guess he's film, used yeah. to getting shocked by Pikachu. Oh, yeah, maybe he's so got a res- built up a resistance. He probably has at this point. <laughs> um, he does eventually save Pikachu, and uh, the copies start hatching. And another amazing pun from Meowth. So he says, send in the clones instead of the clowns. I love it. Uh, he also says, I wonder if they feel clonesome. Yeah. Oh, so good. Meowth is the best in this movie. Uh, the originals are all released after they are used for their job, which is, which is weird because like the machine blows up and all the Pokeballs come flying out. Yeah. Yeah. It was very weird. Very weird. Mewtwo says that he will spare the humans for now and opens a door to the stormy outside. Like, just swim back, I guess. Like, yeah, bye, bitches. <laughs> have fun swimming across the water. Um, kind of makes you wonder why he's sparing them. Just yeah. like, He just used them and he's like, oh, I'll deal with you later. You're Essentially, he, yeah, exactly. He thinks they're insignificant. Mm-hmm. He's like, just go live your life a little mm-hmm. bit longer. Don't worry, I'm going to end it soon. Kind of thing. Uh, the ground explodes. Here come all those clone Pokemon. And uh, Ash comes out next saying that he plans to stop Mewtwo. And he has everyone's Pokemon with him. There was some bitchin' like military style music coming out. There really was. Yeah. It was kind of out of place. It was out of place, but it, it really fit the the theme right there. No, I, I get you. They're ready for battle. They're ready yes. to fucking fight. Ash goes to like straight up slug Mewtwo. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Have we ever seen like a human try to attack a Pokemon before? I, not that I remember. No. <laughs> like, like, like you bitch slap. Yeah, he gets some um, thrown back for his troubles, like way up through the ceiling. <laughs> yep, totally. And uh, but he's saved by Mew's protective pink little bubble. 
Yeah, so Mew finally uh, shows his presence. Yeah, he like bounces around. He creates another little pink bubble and hops on it. And then Mewtwo breaks it in a fury. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, fight me, fight me. The fight happens, and it's mostly just Mewtwo throwing giant blasts while Mew giggles. They go off to fight in space or something, uh, leaving the other trainers in there and the Pokemon just kind of standing there. Mew gets blasted during the fight, sent flying off. Mew quickly sends... Uh, it back even stronger. And uh, we have a showdown, folks. We have a showdown. The originals versus the duplicates. The Clone War has begun. That is amazing. Another Star Wars reference. Another reference. Was the Clone War out at that time? Uh, 1999? I don't think it was. Sure. I could be wrong. I don't keep up with those time ranges there. Yeah. Was that Which movie was that? Was that the third or second one of the new ones? I think it's the second. It wasn't the first one. No, it was the, um... I think it was the second one. Mew starts a monologue, of all people, or Pokemon, and Meowth has to translate that, basically saying that real Pokemon get their power from their heart. I mean, he's like, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and of course Meowth can understand, yeah. because yeah. he's a cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mewtwo then says that he'll block the Pokemon's special powers using his psychic abilities, which seems, number one, unfair... And number two, a cheap way to not have to have a really bitching final fight to save the animators again. Like, this could be a moment of, like, water flying and energy bolts and all these things, but it's, like, them just, like, lazily flopping at each other throughout the entire end of this movie. I mean, there's different color bubbles, so you know which one is which. Uh, It's so bad. But, yeah. This is where the movie gets really bad. I'm not going to lie. Like, this part (laughs) does not hold up at all. Uh, we get a cheesy song as Ash crawls out. Brother, my brother. It's so bad. Why is everyone fighting? What are we fighting for? <laughs> oh my god, it's so terrible. Uh, and yeah, Ash watches the Pokemon fight all lamely with one another. Like, it's it's really bad. Yeah, I could see if they were like claws and digging into each other no it's not it's like there is some biting and stuff that goes a little bit not much though like there's moments of like pokemon just like headbutting each other yeah and like it's it's really and the pikachu slapping yeah uh, the other pikachu (laughs) very terrible or the psyduck too yeah one of the psyducks slaps and the other one slaps back and they go duck and they both like tilt their head it's it's pretty great didn't you two get all blue and pink pinball mode like that that happens and while this is going on, Ash is trying to climb down from the ceiling. Not very successful, by the no, way. No, not at all. He stumbles around. We get, like, tons of overly dramatic slow-mo fight scenes leading to Pokemon falling over exhausted, and... They've wasted all their PP. Yeah. No, you're right. They're except, using Struggle. Ex- yeah, they're using Struggle, except for all their special powers, which were being... Disabled. Manip- yeah, disabled by Mewtwo. Mewtwo has Disable. Yeah. So, let's talk for just a second... Okay. ...about this next scene. All right. Because this undermines Pokemon... It really does. 110%. So here's a quote. Pokemon aren't meant to fight. Not like this. And then Misty says, this just proves that fighting is wrong. It's fucking cockfighting. Catch them all cockfighting is what Pokemon... This is what Pokemon is. Misty's a fucking gym leader. (laughs) Where her whole goal is to fight people. Why did we get all like Saturday morning cartoon bullshit here? I could. I didn't really understand that. I mean, I I see what they're talking about. It's because it's more of the competitive. T- you're supposed to use 
battle Pokemon competitively to make one another better. It's almost like the whole warrior aspect. Yeah. You know, you the train. combatants, you train and you fight. Whereas this is war, meaning you're, you don't care about what happens to them. If they Lame die, war. they die. Yeah. That's, that's the whole underlying message, you know. I've been in a war myself, so. Right. Uh, you, you see it in different, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it gets really sappy. Like, it does. It, it gets really sappy. Very heavy handed in their moral lessons. But I mean, it, it really does break down the whole thing. Pokemon are meant to fight. And technically, they're fighting. And the humans are the ones yeah. to blame. Yep. So Team Rocket is all sad about the fight that's going on, too, and they start hugging. The Meowth clone shows up to fight, but they decide not to. Meowth wonders how he can trust his clone, since he was born differently. We get a super cheesy message about looking at similarities rather than our differences. This movie's getting deep as fuck. I mean, they're they're all similar, so it's just yeah. like, how, how yeah, do you me- pick out those differences? Meowth is like... <laughs> Oh yeah, we come from different places and and we have different ways of talking. And it's it's it is I mean, yeah, it's a this is a baby show for babies. Um but <laughs> for babies. For babies. <laughs> this is a baby show for babies. And and it wants to like teach you like, hey, you know Eduardo down the street? Just because he's Mexican doesn't mean that he's not a person too. You know, I mean which is a great moral message. We need that in this time and age, you know, but it's very heavy-handed. But there's a lot to be said for eugenics, if oh, you God. think about this right oh, now. God. You know, I mean, Nazis were all about eugenics, making their soldiers better, oh, stronger. Oh, man, this got dark. And, te- you know, that's kind of what Mewtwo did, is he made Pokemon better, stronger than the existing ones. So, Mewtwo is Darth Vader. And or Hitler. Because Darth Vader is essentially Hitler too, right? Like, he's just, like, sort of evil leader. Or one of the General Palpatine or whatever the, those well, people. Star Wars lore aside, I don't think Darth Vader would technically be Hitler. Yeah, I guess not. But, like, anywho. Yeah. So, I don't know my Star Wars. Um, <laughs> we go back to Mewtwo versus Mew. This is just kind of going on. The fight is still going on in a, in a really unimpressive fashion, b- bouncing back and forth between each other. And I'm surprised that I think Mew is not really fighting, to be honest. No, Mew's because probably not. Mew does, you know, Mew has a heart. Yeah. And I think he is just doing his be- best to balance out against yeah. Mewtwo. No, I could definitely see that. To kind of mitigate whatever he's doing. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. Uh, Pikachu refuses to fight his clone. And he just gets his ass beat. He does. He gets bitch slapped like 500 times. Um, Ash keeps climbing and falling. And the Pika clone repeatedly starts <laughs> slapping Pikachu until the original falls over, exhausted, but gets back up again. Struggle. He gets knocked down, but he'll get up again. You ain't never going to keep him down. Pissing the night away. Brock says that these Pokemon are willing to fight to the death. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Mew and Mewtwo's energies explode, sending all the exhausted Pokemon down for the time being. And this is when Ash decides to get in the middle of this massive battle, and he gets turned to stone yeah. for it. Um, actually, I, I think they did pretty good with the animation here with the Yes, blast. this is a good moment. At least they did go a little bit further to give people that extra action. And they have created 
the 1990s version of what all 80s children went through. Oh, yeah. We have our Optimus Prime moment. Yes. <laughs> because in the yeah. 80s, if you, wow. if you were born and raised in the 80s and you watched the 1986 Transformers the movie, you all know that scene where Optimus Prime and Megatron fight to the death. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to our back catalog and find our movie review of the Transformers movie. Um, and during that battle... He gets mortally wounded, and then he dies and turns gray. And it's the saddest moment of my entire childhood. We get the same thing here. The beloved character of Ash Ketchum is essentially murdered. And we get what I think is the saddest moment in all of Pokemon history, where Pikachu just walks up to Ash. And he's like, you okay? You okay? And then it's just like, Clear! Yeah. And just continuously <laughs> shocks Ash to wake him up. But Ash will wake up! <laughs> He's dead! I mean, it is funny that he keeps shocking him and nothing happens, but... It's if just you like... <laughs> did, if you don't see that and are at least a little sad, you have no heart. Like, no heart at all, because it makes me want to cry. It's so sad. I will, I will be honest here. Pokemon the cartoon is not great. It never has been great. I grew up on it. I liked it. I still like it. But I think the one thing, the only thing that Pokemon does well is it really drives home the connection that Ash has to his Pokemon. Like, you feel the love. Like, you feel that like he actually gives a shit and cares about like these these creatures. And the same goes for the Pokemon. They yes. care just, mu- uh, just as much about Ash as he does for them. Yeah. Like, that relationship between him and Pikachu is a really cool relationship. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's, like, the only thing that Pokemon, the, the animated series, does really well, in my opinion. And this just tears my heart up that he can't get woken up. And Pikachu is just trying over and over again. So all the other Pokemon also have hearts because they cry. And... Well, Pikachu starts the crying. He does! You know? So And then that gets the rest of them... Because they witness real friendship between a human and a Pokemon. Uh, The tears become magical healing energy that flowed over to Ash, and Ash glows and returns to life as the sun shines down, ending the dark and brooding of the storm. Theory. Okay. The reason why Ash is still around Uh and he doesn't age is because he was brought back to life by Pokemon tears. Holy shit. So he's like a Captain Jack Harkness, <gasps> Doctor Who. He's immortal! <laughs> this explains everything. Oh, I don't know how to live now. Like, you've ruined my world, but also made it so much better. Ash and Pikachu <laughs> hug it out. That's the moral of the podcast. That is the moral yeah. of the podcast. Uh, the other Pokemon cry out in happiness, and Mewtwo realizes that when they... That when people or pokemon set aside their differences their true power is presented what's really cool is they did go a little bit further with that animation also with the tears yes. and the sparkling coming around yeah and then you get this like god light coming down from the oh sky. yeah absolutely um, so it kind of makes you wonder where did that power actually come from you know yeah so it just goes to show you that yes pokemon are made to fight and train but they also have a a deeper connection to the world 
just like humans do. Yeah, no, 100%. Quote of the entire movie, the one quote that is the most memorable, the one that's quoted all the time, and is probably, I think, on the level of, like, Confucius, in the level of philosophy, <laughs> in all honesty. I'm being honest. Mewtwo says, I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are. Fucking deep ass shit. Oh my god. Dropping the truth. That's some Henry David Thoreau level shit right there. Fucking amazing. And then the Pokeclones float away. <laughs> Not sure to where they're going, <laughs> but they kind of just float away. Well, um, and also Mewtwo says, It's true that you're a Pokemon who exists just like I do. It might be best if no one knew of this incident. It might be best to forget this. Yeah, we get there. Oh, we'll we'll get there oh, in just a second. No, no, it's, it's it's just right up here. Um, I do want to note one thing before before he says that is that Ash asks, like, "Hey, where you going, Mewtwo?" <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, Mewtwo says that he plans to head off and learn more, and says that these events, as you just said, should be forgotten. So. He wipes their memories. He fucking retcons everybody. Yeah, he does. And they fucking start where they left off. The storm is raging. They're in the Pokemon Center. But Nurse Joy is back. She is. She says, don't worry, we'll find you all beds. And uh, Ash wonders how they ended up there. And his friends are just like, whatever, let's go eat some food. (laughs) (laughs) Food, duh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, someone shouts about a miracle, and Ash and company go to find that the storm has gone. But guess what? Russian lady's still there. She's back. She's here. <laughs> she talks about how things are clear again. Do not worry. The storm has passed. So good. Um, Do you have any jet? <laughs> oh, no. Mew flies through the air, and Ash wonders what it was that he just saw, but no one else seems to notice. So it's like Mew's like, showing himself just to Ash there. It's cute. It's a cute little moment. It is. Uh, Ash talks about how he saw a rare Pokemon at the start of his journey. And now he thinks that he has seen another at this moment. So does that mean he's going to start a new journey? I think so. I think, yeah. I mean, really, a... I think really it is. I think this is one of those moments where it's a turning point. It's mm-hmm. going to lead to a brand new series, a brand new season of the show. Uh, the voiceover guy returns and says that Ash and his friends are off to continue their quest. And Team Rocket... They don't know what's going on either. They are kind of stuck on that island. They are. It's kind of weird that uh, Mewtwo would have sent the trainers back to the ferry port, but then left Team Rocket right on the island. To be fair, yeah. Team Rocket never shows themselves. Like they really they hide throughout most of it. So I don't think Mew oh, ever. I don't think Mewtwo yeah. even knew, or Mew knew that, that Team there. Rocket was. <laughs> well, Mew knew that they were there, but Mewtwo didn't. And Mew, Mewtwo was the one that retconned everything. So Meowth ends. With a pun about a catamaran <laughs> as we roll credits. Because he's a cat. So we get sappy love songs and uh, several scenes and images of Ash and company traveling. They're fishing. They're looking at Tauros. They're watching rain in a cave. They're walking past impossibly large trees. They're sleeping in sleeping bags. They're hitchhiking down a long road. They're following a rainbow. And we get one final shot of Mew flying over mountains. I mean, how else are you going to adventure without doing those things? That's true. Um, you pointed out during the credits, we get little, we just get like 30 second clips of music that aren't yeah. actually used in the, in the movie anywhere. It's like Mariah Carey, <laughs> Mariah Carey singing. singing. Yep. That's the first song. Um, I think. I, yeah. There's a bunch of like really like fairly well known people that just got a really good payday to sing a 30 seconds of a song. In the credits of a Pokemon movie. I wonder if they just 
got all them the people together because of that. And mm-hmm. on the soundtrack, it was a full song, but they oh, couldn't it is. fit it in a, fr- a friend yeah. of mine had yeah. the soundtrack, and we listened yeah. to it quite a bit. Well, nowadays, you can listen to almost a whole song with movie credits. Yeah, that's but true. Back, I mean, if you remember from our childhood, I mean, your credits never used to be that long. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. They, they, they've gotten so long now that they have to put scenes in the credits and after the credits just to make sure that people actually pay attention to the credits mm-hmm. and the people that actually worked on the movie. It's smart. Yeah. It is smart. So that is it. That is Pokemon the first movie. And uh, this is the point where we talk about our thoughts on the film. Well, we finally reviewed the Pokemon movie yes. like we said we were going yeah, to. Yeah, we promised that we would do that after we finished up Pokemon Generations. And here we are with uh, Pokemon the first movie. It's got a, a lot of good messages. Um, I mean, in this day and age, it it's hard to catch something that's real. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the different messages that are out there. You know, real or fake, whichever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it's good to know that people can still get good messages yeah. from media media and art and movies and stuff like that. <laughs> Do we pick up your wee Zeus anyway? dog. Carry on. What about some of the other aspects? Like how does this how does this, how does it stand up as the first movie that they did as part of the animated series? Uh, do you think it was a good story overall? I think the best thing about it was the story. But um, I feel like they could have developed it more mm-hmm. um, and actually made it more cohesive because it's kind of chopped up and you really don't know what's going on and things just kind of happen. You're yeah. brought along for whatever crazy ride they got you going for. Yeah, I agree. I-, I think that the character of Mewtwo is so iconic when it comes to Pokemon. Like, it is the first really tough, legendary Pokemon that you have to catch. It was damn near impossible back in the day without a Master Ball to catch Mewtwo. So it's it was cool that they focused in on uh, Mewtwo, and that's going to become the running theme for these movies, is that it's going to be about the legendary Pokemon usually pretty much every time, yep. which is something that they don't talk about in the animated show, and it's smart because it's it's big, and they want to save those for something they can make a lot of money on, which is you know going to be the, the animated films. I, I think that it's got a fun start, the you could tell they got lazy with the Pokemon battle where they conveniently were like, "I'm going to block your special powers so you can't use them." Disabled, yeah, which is kind of lame. But having one of the saddest moments from like cinema, and I don't know, that's kind of a bold statement to make. But well, I mean, they they did kind of copy Transformers, but yeah. the thing is, is they did it in a really good way, though. It works. Like I, you know, you don't really expect a cartoon character to die. Yeah, you don't. Honestly. You never, really especially do. the main character of this the show. Yeah. So when you do that, you you will destroy your audience's emotions. Oh yeah, I'm sure that there were kids crying when I watched it back in the day. I know you were crying in the. theater. I was not crying in the theater. I right. might have. I might have shed a tear. Uh, so <laughs> so overall, we'll just ask Will. Yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll bring Will in and ask him. Um, no, but overall. It's, it was fun. The puns were great. I think there were, there were puns I didn't catch back in the day that I, I think I've caught more now that I, like the Vikings joke. I don't even know if I caught that in the theater, <laughs> but that is, that is so out there and meta and great. Uh, I just wish some of the animation would have been up to par. That being said, there were some really good moments as well. Mm-hmm. So I think overall a fun movie. Is it the most developed and nuanced story? No. Is it fun? Yeah, I think overall it's fun. Any other thoughts on the film? 
Well, I want, I'm wondering where Mewtwo is going. Yeah. Like what he he stole all his or took all his clone Pokemon with him, mm-hmm. and he's following Mew. So it's kind of like where are they going? What are they doing? It's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. So that kind of that little cliffhanger left me thinking. I wonder if one day we'll ever see what Mewtwo is doing. Yeah, I don't know. That. That's a good question, and it's one of those things where oftentimes legendaries in the video games. They get their spotlight in their game, and then they're really not mentioned in other games. Like, the later games would retcon that a little bit. You'd have something like, uh, what's the what's the genetic Pokemon that has the different forms? You find the cells in, in, in Sun and Moon. Oh, uh, Zygarde? Zygarde. Yeah. Like, Zygarde shows up in, I think, Pokemon X and Y originally, mm-hmm. right? And then um, it becomes a sort of, like, integral part of the story in Sun and Moon as well. Yeah. So... Not until much later, like, they don't talk about Mewtwo. Mewtwo, you couldn't get Mewtwo in later games until you got to, like, X and Y and on when they decided, oh, well, maybe we should give them an opportunity through some sort of side quest to, like, actually catch these Pokemon. So, yeah, I, it's it's meant to be a mystery. I did love the the Mega Mewtwo's. The, those were pretty bad. Bad ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I don't think I have really much of anything else to add, mm-hmm. but uh, thank you for sitting down and doing the review with me. And thank you, the fans, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this, and it was a little trip down memory lane, maybe going back to your childhood when you first watched this movie. I know it was for me, personally, watching this movie again. Not for you, because you didn't watch it as a child. That's about That about does it, don't you think? Anything else you want to add in general? Nope. Okay. So, thank you once again for listening to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes, two clones, in their 30s, Get over their differences, hug it out, and talk about anime. Let's talk about anime. And once again, I have seen now that the circumstances of one's birth are relevant. I'm Red. I'm Andy. Your Charizard is poorly trained. Oh, no! I'm Ray. And I'm Blue. (laughs) Oh, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowfane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, and our newest show, Hairless Pretenders. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are.